That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, if me bust on your head, you try. That's what's up. Then I dig low with my trauma. That's what's up. And all them haters never look wild. That's what's up. And all I know, Jack Nasty. That's what's up. What's up, Turks and Caicos? I hope you all are having a great morning because I know I am. It's yours truly, Andy Mizik, and I have with me a special guest, Mr. Amadi Morris. So, Mr. Morris, who are you for those in Radio Land who might be unaware? <laughs> Thank you for that great introduction, by the way, man. All right, my name is Amadi Morris. Uh, I'm proud to be Morris, that's my name. I'm just a basketball coach, an entrepreneur, an inspiring personal personal trainer, and just someone who wants to grow and learn the game and grow as an individual every day. Okay, Mr. Morris. Uh, so I know, I mean, you are currently, I mean, working a, a part of a youth program, a youth program, basketball program called Concrete Jungle in Grand Turk. So, I mean, it's some things I want to know about the program, like why the name Concrete Jungle and when was it founded and where did the inspiration come from to find, to find the basketball initiative? Concrete Jungle was started way before the actual program started. It actually came from the name of when I was a player in high school. Our coach decided to call us the Concrete Jungle, being from Grand Turk and us only being able to practice outdoors and having to deal with a lot of the elements of the weather and all different things. Concrete Jungle just became sort of our identity and something that I look forward to in myself. And I decided to make it almost like a culture. So, yeah, Concrete Jungle has become way more than what it initially started. It's just a name that we call ourselves as a team. Now it's a culture and all way of life for us. So what is Concrete Jungle about and how do youths go about signing up? That's a really good question. Well, Concrete Jungle is essentially just a youth basketball development program that was started from my own experience coming up as an aspiring basketball player, obviously having a dream of wanting to be, be a professional someday. And um, it just became something I realized when training myself and wanted to become a better basketball player that we lacked a lot of skill development and a lot of people who were out there with us on a regular basis and teaching us the game and helping us to develop. Outside of even basketball, we didn't have that consistent training. And Concrete Jungle became something that I wanted to do because of my own lack of having that. I wanted to give it to the next generation and in terms of signing up, it's something that you can message me on. You can reach out on the Concrete Jungle Instagram. You can come out to the basketball court because we're almost out there every night. And it's consistent grind. So you can just see me passing by every day and just contact me and we can get started from there. So how was it like officially founded? Because I'm, I'm aware it's you and a few other guys. So you guys just came together and said that we are going to do a uh, basketball initiative in the community of Grand Turk. What made you guys like say that? And how did you guys really got to start it? Did you already had basketballs, cones or whatever? Was it always a structure or? 
Did it just like develop into the structure that it is now? Like everything else, it developed into what it is. And it almost started by accident because Concrete Jungle was initially just me learning the game. How I started training basketball, I would save a lot of my lunch money from when I was in school. I would save that money, probably go some days without eating or eating the bare minimum just to save up that money to buy a, bit, a pair of shoes, a couple of basketball cones, a pair of basketballs and a resistance band. And from there, me and my friends, they would train me or I would train them and we would learn and just go on YouTube and look at these different exercises and try to figure things out. And as we started getting older, we started like throwing tournaments, basketball tournaments, because we noticed we lacked a lot of officiated games. And we were like, we, we got tired of waiting on other people to do it. We started to do it. And then one of my friends was like, all right, man, we're always doing these things for us. The older guys, what about the younger kids? Why don't they get anything? And one of the kids actually walked up to us one day and it almost broke my heart because he was like, yo, you all, you guys always get these tournaments that you're putting on and these different things. What about us? And the hard part about it was, and it's like everything else, you always find the hardest part is to start. And we didn't have any structure. We didn't know what we were going to do, how we were going to go about it. But we just invited a lot of kids, told them to come out, used what we had from when I was training myself and my friends. And it just started by accident. It just became a thing where parents reached out to us and people just looked, looked at us like, hey, you guys are the basketball trainers and coaches now. So what are all the programs that fall under the Concrete Jungle program? Well, it's strictly, it's strictly basketball-based. And I also aware that, you know, you guys also did do some level of mentorship. So is it something that you just, at regular intervals, you talk and encourage them or you get, like, special people to come in and speak? The, the mentorship is almost like a natural thing for us because uh, – Essentially, with basketball and different sports, you get a lot. You learn a lot more about yourself than anything, and it's the mental side of things that really takes you to another level. But uh, in terms of mentorship, what we do, and and I can attribute this to my friend Joel. He does a program called Socialize to Realize, which he started this month, and he's targeting young men. And it's been really good to actually speak to men, especially us being very young and closer to their age and being able to speak to them and approach them from a very realistic perspective where it's almost like you're going back and forth with conversation and less trying to be very motivational or speaking and advising and more just having a conversation and figuring out where their head's at and giving them our own opinion. Because as they grow, we grow as well. And as we're growing and learning these things, we share those with them. And if I'll be real honest with you, a lot of these kids have, have taught me a lot about myself than I ever knew. So, yeah, this is a journey. And we're even dabbling here and there with women's basketball because, honestly, we just want to grow the game and just grow our culture in the Turks and Caicos on a whole. So, yeah, thank you for that, that question. Uh, it's a segment of my show that I call Giving Flowers in which I I – inspire the, my guests and as well as compliment them for the great jobs they're doing within the community because everyone who comes on the show is usually youth who is on the right path. You know, a lot of people condemn youth for being and doing wrong, 
but I feel like we should applaud that those who are doing right. So Amari, I mean, what you're doing is a phenomenal job. It's hitting the nail in the head. I mean, on all areas in terms of community development, in terms of youth development. A lot of us had a dream of making it to the NBA, making it to professional I mean, sports growing up. However, we didn't have the opportunities. There wasn't much structure. Only thing the youth had to look forward to was to make the basketball team train for one event. However, with your program, it's like a, it's year-round training. It's year-round mentorship. It's year-round guidance. You know, it's year-round tips. It's year-round events. What you're doing is phenomenal. You're like, you're bringing life to the sport of basketball. And Grand Talk, it even led to you guys winning a championship already. You know, you're bringing life to the sport of mentorship and you're saving a lot of lives and giving a lot of hopes. You might not realize it, but you're doing a very, very great job. And I applaud you for it. I mean, keep it up. I'm proud of you. Your country is proud of you and the youths are proud of you. So keep doing what you're doing. And I'm always here to assist. And I know many others listening are there to assist as well. Thank you very much, man. Thank you very much. Those are really kind words. And just to reflect back on you, I'm really grateful to be on this show and to be able to speak and share my story. And I'm really thankful just to be able to witness what's going on with you and you being able to make something that probably was just a dream for you, a reality. And it's a testament to a lot of those people who, if we do have listeners right now and you're listening to this, that something as little as just a thought in your mind, if you go out and you just do it, the hardest part is just starting it, that you can do it. And you're a testament to that, man. And I can remember you pulling me to the side and speaking to me a lot about these things. And you're doing exactly what you said you were going to do, man. So thank you very much. And thank you for allowing me to see this. You're welcome, man. So is the Con Concrete Jungle program personally funded or do you gain support from government and other organizations? Um, honestly, it's personally funded in most aspects. I have had the help of government here and there, maybe one or two times where they donated things such as balls, maybe a pump here and there, probably a bit of cones. Um, I think the issue with the Concrete Jungle is sometimes because it's something that's not a nonprofit organization because it's something that I passionately do throughout the year and it's something that I look to build as my own business and my brand. I think folks have an issue with going and sponsoring or helping out with that. And also it's probably an issue of mine where I don't go out and make that outreach as, as much. So I'll probably use this show as a means to hold me accountable to go out and reach out to those because there's probably people who after hearing this are going to want to help. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, a lot of people are out there who definitely would be willing to help. And that's why one of the reasons I brought you on the show, you know, to shine light on the great initiative that you're doing. So, I mean, to a large extent, even though you're not promoting it as much, like to say, you know, you need sponsors or whatever the case may be, how is the community receptive to the program? Do they assist when events are being held? Do they come out and support? Do they send the youth to partake in the events? And uh, what what are your thoughts on what can be done to, you know, make the process better for you? You know, being from Grand Turk, and this is one thing I love about my island, is we're so united as much as we sometimes don't 
as you did earlier, give ourselves flowers. We're so united that we do a really good job of supporting those things that are specifically for the youth. And I've been blessed and fortunate enough to be surrounded by a lot of friends and family and a lot of loved ones that help me out in, as, in small ways that they can. And just like the community, they're always stopping by and asking me, hey, can I help you in this? Can I assist you in this? Or we have sometimes we need a referee or we need someone to help a coach or we need someone to just share a word or two. The community does a really good job of that. Or even sometimes they bring a case of water or a cooler of water. So I would not, I would not discredit our community in Grand Turk and hopefully in the Turks and Caicos as general as we look to grow and build. Because we do a really good job of coming out and supporting and helping. So what are your thoughts on athletes' development within the TCI? I know you created the, the concrete jungle to basically play a part in that, but what are your thoughts on athlete development within TCI? Do you think enough is being done to, I mean, develop our athletes to partake in? participate in a high level like regional sporting events if i may be frank i would say and this is from my own fault i would say that we have a lot of potential and it's honestly just that the, the government has been doing a really good job of sports commission has been doing a really good job of making things a lot more consistent and making things a lot more interactive for kids and more exciting but I would say that as individuals in the community and as people who have so much to say and so much opinions and so much comments sometimes, that we have to do a better job of executing and taking initiative and helping out to further grow these kids. Because Turks and Caicos has a lot of potential, but it's only that. And I think the biggest issue that we have with our athletes in Turks and Caicos is we have a lack of rationality in terms of seeing the broader perspective of things where even our championship games here like I've been blessed to win a championship as you mentioned earlier but that championship only means so much because the level of competition here only takes you so far that championship only means so much in the grander scheme of things when you have probably a 15 year old team from somewhere else that's just as good as there and I think with concrete jungle and a lot of the different things that we can grow and we can start, I think what I want us to move on to doing is looking at the broader perspective of things, and I cannot stress that enough, and trying to get us to look at how do we match up in terms of the world and how are our kids developing talent-wise and how consistent are they doing? Are they approaching the game the same way? Are they having fun? Are they seeing their faults? And are they not getting grandiose about how they go about things? So, yeah, we... We can, we can do a really better job, but I won't describe what we've been doing. I would just ask people in the community to just take a little bit more initiative and move away from the complaining and go more towards action. I was going to just touch a little bit on that. You talked about, you know, getting the athletes developed to the level in which they can, I mean, compete regionally and worldwide. What are your thoughts on sporting events? Is enough being hosted? to get you to the professional level or even able to partake at the regional level? What do you think can be done more of to get youths to that level in terms of competition-wise? And, 
And that's a really good question. I would give the government its flowers in terms of what they've been doing, where they moved everything away from a seasonal, like a one-time event in a tournament. And they started making these things seasonal and giving kids the opportunity to go throughout a season and look forward to something that's most more consistently. But what I would say as the question you asked was, are we having enough events? I would say that we have to, as individuals, again, in the community, we have to stop relying so much on government and what they are doing and try to find a way where we can start having more events going on, start having more, more training going on, more things. Because the only way to get better, and I've known this from basketball, is the only way to get better is to play. As much as you may train and as much as you may do all these different things, it's just like a musician. The only way you get better is by playing your instrument. As much as everything goes on and all these other things you can do, you can make your fingers stronger, you could strengthen your breath, your breath work. At the end of the day, you have to play and you have to consistently do things. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, Mike is muted, Andy. So my 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 sorry the mic was off. But what is the advice to the youth wanting to pursue sports in the future? What are some tips for beginners or individuals who are trying to get their game to the next level? Because I can remember, you know, you made I mean tremendous improvement in your game as a personal player, as well as a lot of the youths that I see you have a part of the program, they are making, I mean, tremendous growth. So what is the advice to individuals who want to start but little afraid to start or individuals who are playing basketball but want, want to get their game to the next level? Uh, what I would say, what I would definitely say to them is uh, look at the broader scheme of things. Just look at look at what's going on outside of the room. Look at the best players in the world. Look at what they do, the way they move, the way they train, the way they approach the game. And Compare yourself to that. You know what I mean? Because we're in a culture that's so small and we have so little of a population, specifically for our athletes, we tend to put them in a box. And if I would have let myself be put in that box when I was coming up, my skill level probably wouldn't have been as strong as it is now because being six foot at 15 years old, you're almost taught to be a big man if you understand the technicalities of basketball, but me understanding that at six foot tall, I would probably be a point guard with my aspirations to play professionally. I always wanted to dribble. I always wanted to learn how to shoot. I always wanted to learn how to get outside to work around the perimeter. So I would say just look at the game from a broader perspective and not just this little box that we're in. And the next thing that I would say is uh, don't lose sight of why you play the game. Like always have fun with the game because a fault that I had with myself is I almost took the game too seriously and I almost hyper intentionally moved towards the game and I lost sight of what was the reason I played for the game. And it almost became a job for me and that's fine, but never lose that kid inside you. And lastly, what I would say is uh, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to make mistakes, make as much mistakes as possible. And the most important thing is to learn from those mistakes. If you don't have a strong left hand, play a whole game with your left hand. And you might mess up a hundred times, but at the end of the day, 
Know where you're going and make every move towards that. A grain of sand on the beach makes a whole beach beautiful. As small as that grain of sand is, when you add all of them together, it makes a beach. And it's the same thing with, with the reps you take. As you go on and on and on and on, it develops your craft. So, I mean, I, I like when you hit, when you said, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes, you know, it's a part of the process. But, you know, I mean, coming from a society as, as ours, you know, a lot of people would be like, you know, go get a real dream, you know. How many people you see made it from the NBA, you know? I mean, go do something else, be a this, be a that, you know. Don't get me wrong, education is really, really important. However, you know, when people who really have a dream and desire to be professional basketball players or even join the school team, try make an attempt to join the school team, how do you get mentally tough to go out and compete? How did you scream in your mind to come from not playing basketball up to like, uh, I think second form or something like that and just being like a star player on your championship team when you was in high school and now, you know, being a coach and also being a champion, how did you get mentally ready? And I think that's the most important question to answer and that's the biggest part about who you're going to become. The most important thing is the most important thing when it comes to mental confidence is just remember, have, keep your sights on where you're going. Because it's very, it's very easy. It's very easy to be deterred about what someone is saying, the discouragement of what's going on when you fail or when you mess up and when things don't look bright, when it becomes cloudy where you're going. But when you have your sights fully set, no matter what happens or what people say, and you see the little steps you're making towards that, it becomes a lot more easier. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy because it's going to be hard, especially when you have dreams so big, like something that's playing professionally, it's going to be really hard to not let that self-document. And it's a natural part of the process. But like anything else, as you keep going and as you keep pushing, you just learn over time that no matter what people say, it all matters where you're going. And I always use this analogy when I'm speaking to different people. If you understand where you're going, what you're doing right now really doesn't matter. As long as you know the steps you're taking now are helping you lead to where you're going. If you're going to be a millionaire, it doesn't matter that, you, that you're working a garbage man's job or how you look doing that job. Because every penny that you save at some point is going to help you buy your first car that you're going to rent someday and become a millionaire. Was going to help you fund your first invention that you made. And it all, as long as you have it in your mind where you're going, and as you, you make it clear to yourself, you write it down, find a way, hold yourself accountable by the people you tell this to, it doesn't really matter. And that's what I would say to everyone out there. Just know where you're going. And even if you don't know where you're going, just make it clear that you're going somewhere. I like that. Very, very powerful. Mr. Morris. So what are the future plans for the concrete jungle? How are you all planning to expand and what support or help do you feel like you guys can get, I mean, from the community to take it to the next level? Uh, right now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get into expanding our mind 
in terms in our playing field. So we're working on traveling more outside of the country, traveling around the country a little bit more to get the experience and seeing where we match up compared to these other players. So coming soon, probably in the next couple of months, we're probably going to host a trip and go into go into somewhere in Florida or somewhere in America and go there and play. And we're looking for that to be a regular thing for us where we give these kids an opportunity and something to look forward to. And eventually we get these kids to realize where they match up and get them more inspired and more motivated to get better and reach to that level. So that's one thing that we're looking to do. And then we're also looking to become more, more expanded around the islands. And, and that's something that's going to come over time. Initially, what we're just trying to do is, is solidify the groundwork here in Grand Turk and then that'll come. Really nice. So, Mr. Morris, I know things get very overwhelming. You know, you're juggling a lot, you know, personal trainer, businessman, and so many different things, life challenges. So, I mean, what is your why? What keeps you going when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like giving up? What makes you give that extra push to keep going? Uh, th that's a really good question. My why <clears throat> my why comes a lot from the journey that I had and uh, being being touted coming from a middle class home, being touted as a very entitled kid. Some of that being true and me having to learn through getting on the basketball court that um, this is a level playing field. Like no matter which house you come from or how much money you have or any of these different things, like it doesn't matter. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, then you got to step it up. And that being said, it pushed, it motivated me a lot to want to get better. It motivated me a lot to want to keep growing and to learn and to be humbled. And that also being my name and me being a Morris and hearing the story of my father's and seeing the way my brothers moved up and just, it almost became something where my name holds a meaning to me. And I always say this to the ones I love and, I get to share this on this podcast tonight. Uh, being a Morris is we always find a way. We always figure things out. And when I'm in doubt and things seem to look bleak, I always remind myself of what my name is. And uh, I also I also have God. And that's something that wasn't there before for me. But in my journey in the past two years, in my spiritual growth, one thing I learned is that God put us all here for a reason, my reason on this earth is to grow the game of basketball in this country and, and in the world. And right now, my goal is just for this country. So when things look bleak, I remember that God has faith in me and I have faith in God that I'm going to complete his mission. So, yeah, when things look bleak, that's where I rely on. So, Mr. Morris, that's very great. And this this show is all about youth empowerment. You know, it's all about to show youths of the TCI, they are youths within the Turks and Caicos who are doing major things. Uh, they are people that they can look at, you know, I mean, right across the road from them who are, you know, chasing their dreams and paving the way for many other youths. However, despite that, you know, there are so still many youths in the Turks and Caicos who lack hope. 
lack hope for several reasons, you know, feel like there isn't a way out, you know, feel like it isn't a sense, you know. I mean, a lot of them may be suffering from depression, want to give up, feeling boxed in because they feel like a lack of opportunities. So what would be your motivation to them? Uh, what I would say, what I would say to people is, uh, and it's something that I realized going through COVID and the toughness of that and dealing with the unfortunate death of my mother a while ago, it, it's that, um, things, it's not, it's not if things are going to go wrong, it's when things are going to go wrong. None of us have an ideal situation. And, um, that's not to say that we want to look at life from a very bleak perspective, but it's also to say that despite what's going on, it's always up to us to hold ourselves accountable and figure a way out. And we also have people around us and the glory of God to, to help us because we have a purpose here. But essentially, it's up to us. It's up to us to just figure a way out, just to make the small steps, just to find a way to get better. As small as that is, if you take, if you take one step a day, in 365 days, you'll be 365 steps further than you were before. And maybe you'll get to where you're going. And it, it can be small. It's all up to you deciding that you want something and making the steps to keep keep on going. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. Thanks again, Mr. Morris, for uh, coming on the show. So you heard it, folks. It's yours truly, Andy Mitzik, the host of What's Up, with special guest Omari Morris businessman, professional trainer, basketball champion, and high school and championship coach. So we'll see you next week for another great episode of What's Up. Thank you, man. Well, if you're freaky and that shit's yo, that's what's up. And you know it's like a colo, that's what's up. You like the skit, 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 yo. That's what's up. Nobody up to show yo, that's what's up. Well, if you love GT, yo, that's what's up. Jamaicans, I go show yo, that's what's up. We make some noise and I be blessed, yo, that's what's up. Hey.